Welcome to machine learning. Well, just got up this morning, worked on some data cap, and uh, was working with K nearest. So it's looking at uh, similarities and distance equations to figure out uh, answers. So it's um, it's one of the it's one of the type of classifiers that's very support, similar to like support vector machines, and uh, and so. Um, anyway, it was just kind of like I hadn't used that for quite some time, so going back and putting that in was interesting. And I'm, I'm using the UFO information. And what's interesting about the UFO is uh, it's not about green men from Mars, but it's a uh, it's about shapes, colors, and locations and times. That's what it's about. And uh, people see some something shaped can be spherical, cylindrical, triangular. They see that. Um, some of this could be natural phenomena. The Earth is uh, affected by uh, different electrical events in its upper atmosphere that can form plasma balls. And uh, people have seen those form. Uh, but the the one with the NASA releasing the UFO where uh, cylindrical objects are flying next to aircraft uh, is hard to explain. So if you're, if you believe in evolution, which I don't, but if you believed in it, then you would have to say that the aliens that are flying these craft, unless they're AI um, generated craft, which is a technology we don't have, uh, or at least we are not aware of, and the general population would be <clears throat> capable of doing extraordinary things. And, and, and I would almost, based on the description of how the objects were flying, which I've actually seen the video, and, it, and my daughter was really excited about it because she believes in UFOs. And, um, but her take on it isn't just it's some sort of natural phenomena, but there is... Uh, advanced uh, life form but if it were an advanced life form then it would have to be able to withstand some incredible effects of gravity to make uh, sudden changes in direction and acceleration that are noted by this phenomenon and so uh, it's almost like a game that's being played uh, in other words we put uh, mice in a maze and we watch how they behave, it's almost like we're now in the reverse. Uh, the, experimenter, the experimenter is becoming experimented with. So it, it, it doesn't, uh, so then you would say, well, let's, uh, let's say that, let's presume that this form of alien intelligence is really AI. So if we put a mechanical machine flying these spherical objects, then of course they could do these phenomenal type of maneuvers in the sky. And so, uh, you know, there are, there are uh, 
applications where they've taken uh, jets, which were are very large, large enough uh, um, for a human being to be in, and you could greatly reduce that. Say you could reduce that to a fourth of the size because you don't have to have a human being in the cockpit. It could be an AI. And then what kind of uh, very quirky type of movement could you perform at high velocities in the air um, that uh, would utilize laser technology, um, gunfire, or uh, ammunition like a Gatling gun, and uh, missiles. And so the era of AI fighting against human fighting um, is already taking place. And I watched a, a YouTube where they were explaining how the AI was doing. And uh, the, the fighter pilots were able to beat the AI. It wasn't like the AI was winning uh, decisively. But they did say that there was some strange behavior that they hadn't seen before. That it, it tried some things that uh, normally a normal pilot would not have done. And that's kind of that unexpected element to AI that uh, kind of would surprise us. And so this idea that there's an intelligence that's higher than us uh, would, would generate a lot of fear. And uh, because then, then we would like be, well, could we really, uh, could we really have that kind of intelligence in the universe where we're not the most intelligent beings in the universe. So that would then be very disturbing. Um, but anyway, so when I did the, the category, it, it, it does it by different shapes and colors. And then I did a, I did a value counts to see you know, where, where there's uh, sightings were. I didn't actually analyze the time. I should actually stratify the time and break it down to, um, by location and by time and, and show how those two uh, elements correlate. But location definitely the most popular area for UFO sightings is not Utah, it is California. And uh, why would it be California? Well, you have a lot of engineering uh, base there. There's a lot of experimental aircraft that are being created, but why wouldn't it be like somewhere in Colorado or uh, or even uh, on the East Coast? Why on the West Coast? Can't explain that one, but by far, Washington, California, Oregon have more unidentified objects that people are seeing, and in various colors too. Um, and I haven't analyzed time, but if I were to analyze the time, it'd be interesting to see uh, what what uh, when people are seeing this. I wonder if they're seeing it in the evening. Uh, they they go stand outside, to, you know, after dinner and stretch, and they see something, or is it early in the morning when they're out running or exercising uh, before work that they're seeing these events? I personally have never seen anything like that. I did see something that was interesting in Mountain Home where um, I was out watching this uh, program on Saturn 
and uh, the presenter said that they showed some film footage of uh, an object moving across the sky and he was taking it with a high-speed camera and uh, resolution wasn't really good but he was saying that for the speed of the cameras taking the pictures and how fast that object was moving across the sky it was it was moving very fast and uh, and then they they he called out to the base to find out if uh, uh, there was uh, any aircraft in that area at that time and they said there wasn't so it, he, he didn't think it could be an RC plane because of the speed that it was moving but you never know I mean hobbyists are amazing what they can build they can build miniature rockets why couldn't they build a miniature jet I've seen some that uh, where they they can fly like a, a, a scaled down version of a fighter jet and they move pretty fast across the sky. So there are alternative theories or reasons to explain that phenomenon. Um, so I don't think, you know, causation or um, uh, correlation is causation here. So we can't necessarily say that, well, you know, there was a little guy in a little, little uh, UFO that was flying across the sky. Because um, we just don't know. We don't have the data. We don't have any sensors. Uh, no one else picked it up on radar. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it, it just, maybe it was because they were flying low to the ground. So radar is not going to pick them up. Or uh, maybe the velocity that it was flying was fast enough that it, it uh, was hard to see by the just visible eye. But at the same time, um, large enough that the camera caught it and uh, created that those pixel distortions. So, you know, could it have been some sort of natural phenomena that created it? Well, most natural phenomena doesn't move laterally and it doesn't move on a straight line. So that's kind of a strange uh, phenomenon. So, uh, it, was, it was interesting. It kind of did the you know, you really couldn't see the shape. It didn't, uh, you couldn't see if it was a disc form or, uh, you know, so forth. But anyway, that was kind of a fun little tidbit that they threw in there. But I personally have never seen anything like that. I've never looked up. Uh, my dad did see something that looked like a fireball once. He said that uh, it moved... Uh, Ver vertically down and then it moved horizontally and then disappeared so not sure about that but I have heard of lightning balls that have struck people and that they had uh, they had the capability of moving laterally so that one was kind of more understandable in terms of what could have caused that well Today we're going to be talking to Nick again about uh, uh, Analyze the West, hopefully, and uh, that should take place at noon. So if you have a chance to um, uh, join the Brot podcast, uh, listen in on that. We are talking about the West and kind of how it got to make sense again and. Uh, 
maybe what's what we can see in the future um, you know you look at the tension in Iran and and the clash there between fundamentalism and the people and Trump had said that you know that the people have been valiant they want the they want the regime to end they want to um, have peace again they want to have the sanctions lifted the sanctions have been uh, have worked and they have put a lot of pressure economically on Iran and so it's it's time uh, for change and and uh, they want they want the regime to to uh, cooperate because so they've had some of the largest protests that they've ever had in Iran uh, over the regime's hardline positions against the West. So we wanted to hear some of the things that uh, um, that Nick has to say about that, and he'll be talking about his book, Analyze the West. So I I know there was a few people that from the last podcast that had told me that they were uh, wanting to hear more about his ideas on Analyze the West, and uh, I told him, well, I'll ask him if he'll do that, and he said he would, so... Uh, that we'll uh, do that and uh, yeah hopefully you're, uh, you're you're doing your predictions I was able to yeah, uh, I, yesterday I was talking about uh, forecasting and making predictions using uh, Bayesian predictor and uh, and I put that into my data and analyzed it and it looked uh, it looked good. It uh, forecasted out a general direction. Used a, a third order polynomial. I guess I could have used like a maybe a second. A third or part. A third order polynomial would have moved. Would have found more roots. So the more roots you get to your polynomial, the better it will fit. Uh, you can over actually with too high of a polynomial fit. You can get overfitting, um, but you know, so that's where your balance has to be. Whether you want to have a generalized trend or you want to try to, uh, you know, uh, fit to uh, the data in a more uh, with more roots. So if you look at the root, remember, if you remember, you can solve for the roots of a third order polynomial, which would be three roots, and. Uh, and then you could, if you went to 11th order polynomial, then there'd be 11th root. But the, if you go to these really high precision polynomial counts, then what happens is you get a lot of roots, and uh, and but you don't necessarily get a very generalized model. Sometimes you can get an over-fitting uh, model. So anyway, I used that. I used the Bayesian and and uh, and plotted out my predictions. Uh, I did like three months into the advance, and it was just real interesting. It was interesting to see how that worked, and uh, and then I um, ran it, and and then that's all I had time for. But it was still something uh, interesting to see that behavior.